is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered. Alright y'all, what is going on? This is your man L. Jamal coming through with another edition of Never Out of Bounds. Of course, this is the place where we can say what you want as long as you got them facts tonight. Uh, it's just going to be a straight up update of what's going on. We're going to go through everything that happened in week two in the NFL, uh, including just Monday night's action that wrapped up a few hours ago. Yes, my Raiders is 2-0. We finna break that down. I'm happy about that. Surprise. But happy nonetheless. But then also, we're going to get into some NBA action as well. I'm going to be previewing the Lakers and the Nuggets matchup tomorrow. Okay, y'all, I was wrong a little bit. Um, it ain't over yet. But yeah, we'll talk about that too. And then, um, yeah, we'll just detail what I got going on for the rest of the week. So, not a whole lot I'm going to get into tonight. Just a couple of topics. But enough to get into. Enough to... Enough to satisfy y'all. I know it will be. But let's get into it. Of course, like I said, NFL Week 2 is officially in the books. Let's talk about all the action. Uh, we're going to start off with the Bengals and the Browns getting it on on Thursday night. Of course, it's the Battle of Ohio. The Browns got the victory in that one, 35-30. The Browns moved to 500 on the year. They are now 1-1. One one. The Bengals, they are now 0-2. and two. Uh, But there are some bright spots on offense. Of course, the Bengals were led by rookie quarterback Joe Burrow. He would go 37-61 to 61 for 316 yards, three touchdowns, and no interceptions. You gotta give him some props there. Joe Mixon, however, could not help out. Uh, he only contributed 46 yards on the ground. Wide receiver Tyler Boyd, he would have seven receptions, 72 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, and tight end C.J. Uzoma and also Rob receiver Mike Thomas, not to be confused with Michael Thomas of the Saints, uh, but those two guys will receive receiving touchdowns as well. However, uh, tight end Uzoma will be out for the rest of the year. He did suffer, I believe it was an Achilles injury, so he will be out uh, for a strained Achilles or something like that, strained, something like that. But he will be out for the rest of the season. Uh, on defense, the Bengals got help from defensive back William Jackson Jr. He would have five total touchdowns and an interception. And uh, safety Jesse Bates III would have 10 total tackles as well. For the Browns, of course, they were led by Baker Mayfield. He would go 16 to 23, 219 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. So, uh, again, a couple touchdowns from him, but that interception just makes it just look like, are you paying attention out there, bro? But anyways, Nick Chubb will do his thing on the ground with 124 yards and two touchdowns. Kareem Hunt would also have a touchdown to that, a receiving touchdown to that. He would also have he would also have 86 rushing yards. OBJ would have four catches for 74 yards and a touchdown. So it looks like all the drama that he's been through 
is sort of dying down. So let's see what happens next week. Uh, for defense, uh, for defensive purposes, uh, the Browns were helped out by defensive back uh, Tavian Thomas. He would have uh, nine total tackles and defensive tackles. Sheldon Richardson, he would have six total tackles and a sack. Uh, as far as what happened on Sunday, uh, we got the Rams beating up on the Eagles 37-19 was the final score there. I wanted to break this one down because this one was just, again, indicative of what I feel to be the wheels falling off on the Eagles. They're a dumpster fire waiting to happen. Um, but anyways, uh, of course, the Rams are now 2-0. The Eagles move down to 0-2. Uh, for the Rams, they were led by quarterback Jared Goff, who go 20 of 27 for 267 yards. He would throw three touchdown passes. Running back Daryl Henderson would have uh, almost 100 yards. Uh, he would have actually... Uh, about 81 yards on the ground and also a touchdown there on top of that. Uh, moving on, you also got wide receiver Robert Woods getting a touchdown on the ground, which was kind of confusing because he's a wide receiver, but that's just the way it is. They got it done. Cooper Cup had, was the leading receiver with five catches and 81 receiving yards, and tight end Tyler Higby would have five catches for 54 yards and also uh, three touchdowns. Uh, actually, two touchdowns. Let me take that back. On defense, the Rams were led by uh, linebacker Micah Kaiser. He would have 16 total tackles. Defensive back Troy Hill would also have eight total tackles as well as an interception. For the Eagles on offense, they were led by Carson Wentz. He would go 26-42 for 242 yards. He would throw two interceptions, though. No touchdowns, but he would have a rushing touchdown. So, again, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to say Carson Wentz is a bust, but maybe. I mean, you don't have any receivers there or an offensive line or it looks like running backs. So maybe he could just be in a situation where this team around him is not helping him. But, you know, maybe the luster wore off. Who knows? Miles Sanders would have 95 yards on the ground. Uh, let me take that back about the running game. Uh, he would have 95 yards on the ground and a touchdown. So maybe it's Carson. Deshaun Jackson would have six total catches and 64 yards. On defense, uh, the Eagles got help from Avante Maddox. He would have eight total tackles. Uh, let's move on uh, to, the, to some other scores because the Eagles are just sad. They're just sad. The Bears get it, uh, get it done against the Giants, 17-13. to 13. Uh, The Falcons, uh, they just lose just... All, all types of ways. Um, and, and what is it with Julio Jones dropping touchdown passes? They lose by one to the Dallas Cowboys, 40-39. to Another story about, another question that I have here is how does a quarterback throw for like 400 yards but only have one passing touchdown? Again, you know, Dak Prescott got it done with his legs, but God damn, are we that not quarterbacking like that no more? Like Cam Newton runs for three the other week. Like, um, I mean, y'all getting it done, but y'all looking mighty Justin Herbert-ish. But Justin Herbert looked pretty good on Sunday, so I won't I won't give him too much slack. Uh, but we had the Buccaneers; they got a win against the Panthers. We know the Panthers are not going to be shit this year. So thirty-one to seventeen was the final score there. Uh, the Niners. Ooh, we're going to talk about them a little bit later. But the Niners they got an easy win against the Jets here, thirty-one to thirteen. But uh, it looks like that might be the only easy one they're going to get this year. Uh, but the Steelers, they get it done against the Broncos, 26-21. I know my buddy Brandon Perna. Shouts out to him at That's Good Sports on the YouTubes. I know he's mad right now. 
there's a lot of stuff to talk about with them as well. So just a lot of sadness. Uh, there's going to be, uh, we're going to talk about this injury report, but there's no other real news out there except for this injury report. But this is going to, you guys are going to be shocked by this if you haven't already, you know, heard what's going on here in that, in that, uh, in that realm of things but uh the jaguars uh they, they they take a loss to the titans 30 to 33 on sunday the packers they blow out the lions of course we're not surprised about that 42 to 21 is the final score there uh the bills they get it done against the dolphins 31 to 20 i think josh allen is coming along nicely um again i i, I know i mentioned this last week uh but i really like it when quarterbacks and just players in general you can actually see a progression in their game and they're actually you know performing but like you know one season they have you know 28 touchdowns you know and the next season they have like 30 or something but josh allen he was looking like he's looking towards a 30 maybe 32 uh, touch passing touchdown season, and I really like it. He has really progressed his game. Uh, most improved player. That's If they give that award out in the NFL, that's who I'll be giving it to. The Colts, uh, I'm going to be uh, – the Colts, they get a win. Um, again – oh, sorry. The uh, the Jags, that was a loss to the Titans. That 30-33 that to 33 loss, that was to the Titans. My bad, y'all, because the Colts – Again, they get a win against the Vikings, 28-11. to 11. Blowout win for them, but another bittersweet win because they got hit with the injury bug as well. Sorry, guys. Uh, but we had the Washington football team taking an L to the Cardinals. I thought they could take that good juju from blowing out the Eagles into another week, but that didn't happen. The final score there was 35-17. to 17. Um, We also got the Ravens. Oof. Dog in the Texans, 33 to 16. Uh, the Ravens remain undefeated at 2 0. Of course, the Texans have not found a win yet. Uh, for the Ravens, of course, they were led by, uh, by Lamar Jackson. I don't know why I couldn't say that name right at first, but he had 18 to 24, 204 yards. He would have a touchdown. He would also have 54 rushing yards. I believe he was the team's leading rusher. Nope, that's not true. Let me take that back. Gus Edwards was. He had 73 yards, but you also got a touchdown from Mark Ingram and also 55 yards as well. So, again, they are firing on all their cylinders in terms of running the ball. So, again, another easy, looks like another easy win for them. But Marquise Brown would have five yards, uh, five catches and 42 yards, and Patrick Ricard at the fullback spot would have a receiving touchdown. On defense, Baltimore was led by linebacker, excuse me, Patrick Queen, he would have nine total tackles. Defensive back Marlon Humphrey would have uh, seven total tackles and a ha uh, half of a sack. I don't know how they, you know, how they calculate that. That's weird to me, but whatever. It's a, it's a stat. Uh, you got uh, safety Deshaun Elliott. He was also able to get five total tackles uh, himself. Uh, let's move on to the Texans. We got Deshaun Watson. He went 25 of 36 for 275 yards. He would throw a touchdown, but he threw an interception as well. I mean, I'm not. I mean, again, this is just a downturn year for the Texans. I mean, um, no real receivers. You got 34 yards from David Johnson. If I'm Houston right now, if I have a feeling they finish below 500, I'm firing Bill O'Brien. Fuck that guy. Let's move on. Oh yeah, uh, Brandon Cooks. Cooks had five catches and 95 yards. Darren Fells. Uh, would have a receiving touchdown on defense. Uh, they had 15 total tackles from Zach Cunningham. He also got a sack as well, so they do have him. Of course, they still have J.J. Watt, two sacks from him. But again, if they don't finish, you know, at least second in their division, above 500 by at least two games, I'm firing Bill O'Brien. Uh, fuck him. Yeah, fuck that guy. 
the Chiefs, uh, they get it done in overtime. They needed overtime, though, but they got, again, got it done against the Chargers, 23-20. Uh, to 20. Uh, Justin Herbert did have, I believe, two, uh, two passing touchdowns, a running touchdown as well. Uh, so, again, not too shabby, not too shabby from the Oregon product. I'm a little bit surprised. I thought they would have Tyrod start this game. Uh, again, they're still 0-2. They didn't get the W, but I think Herbert has probably won himself the starting spot with that performance there. Uh, the final big game of the day, uh, we had the uh, Patriots taking on the Seahawks. Uh, the Seahawks get it done in that one, 35-30. It did not start off as pretty as you would like. Uh, of course, Russell Wilson uh, gives up the, a pick six early to one of the McCourty brothers, uh, but they 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 still they still remain undefeated. Of course, two and zero. The Patriots move to one and one. But the Patriots offensively got Cam Newton going thirty of forty four, three hundred and ninety seven yards. He would have a touchdown, but he did throw an interception. Uh, but the thing is, he's doing it on the ground. Two rushing touchdowns, forty seven yards there. So again, he's contributing. I can't take too much away from him as long as, you know, of course, his turnovers uh, didn't outweigh his touchdowns, meaning he had more turnovers than touchdowns and or that were really crucial. Well, nah, we'll, eh, it wasn't a crucial turnover in my opinion. I don't know. Yeah. Good. It was, just, I mean, Seahawks have a pretty good defense. That's what they, they force, they force turnovers. That's what the fuck they do. Running back Jacob Johnson would have a receiving touchdown. Uh, the leading receiver for the Patriots was Julian Edelman. He would have eight catches and 170, 179 yards. Uh, defensive back Jonathan Jones would have seven total tackles. And defensive end John Simon on the defensive end would have a uh, uh, defensive end would have eight total tackles. For the Seahawks, uh, Russell Wilson, again, another great game despite the interception. He would have five touchdowns, two, uh, 21 to 28, 288 yards. Uh, Chris Carson was a leading, leading rusher with 72 yards. He also had three receptions for 36 yards and a touchdown. D, uh, DK Metcalf, the second-year receiver out of Ole Miss, would have four catches, 92 yards, and a touchdown. And Tyler Lockett, David Moore, and also Freddie Swain, would all have receiving touchdowns. For the defense, the Seahawks were led by safety Ugo Amadi. He would have eight total tackles. Safety Jamal Adams would have 10 total tackles in the sack. And defensive back Quentin Dunbar. Yes, he avoided them charges. And he's getting picks on Sunday primetime football. There you go, brother. I'm not judging you. You get that paper. Get them interceptions. You get Joe Bang. Anyways, we're going to go to Monday Night Football, of course. Uh, the upset that I wanted to talk about, I know, I know there's going to be some haters out there. They don't like the Raiders like that. They like to talk down about us, mostly Niner fans. That's the only ones who, and not all Niner fans, just a, just a, just a few of them, but mostly Niner fans talk stuff about us. More Niner fans talk stuff about the Raiders, talk shit about the Raiders than the Chiefs do. I've noticed this. They're not even in our division. Y'all not even in our conference. I'm just saying. I just be noticing things. Bronco fans don't even mess with us like that no more. I mean, the only team, the only, nah, nah, Chiefs fans will talk some stuff. But not, I don't know. I don't I don't think nobody hates the Raiders more than the Niners. I'm just going to just keep it lit. But anyway, uh, the Raiders get an upset win here, 34-24. to I love it. 2-0 on the year, of course. That don't mean nothing too much. But again, it's against the Saints. So a 10-point point win against them, I like it. Of course, the Saints go down to 500. 
for the Saints, they were led by Drew Brees going 26-38, 312 yards. He would throw a touchdown, but he would have that interception. Alvin Kamara would have 79 yards and two rushing touchdowns. He would also have nine receptions and also 95 yards. Uh, tight end Jared Cook would also have a receiving touchdown as well. Uh, on defense, the Saints uh, got help from defensive back Marcus Williams. He would have eight total tackles. And defensive end Troy, sorry, Trey Hendrickson, he would have five total tackles in a sack. By the way, one thing the Saints did do well uh, was get after the quarterback. Uh, they got three total sacks, and again, they kind of were in Carr's face, but Carr, ooh, yeah, buddy, 28-38, 282 yards, three touchdowns. I told you, I posted this on Facebook years ago. We was going to be, y'all can go look it up. I don't care. We was going to be having shootouts and blowouts in the desert. I predicted this. This is nothing. I don't care about where we play. I'm a Raider fan, so Derek Carr, he gets the highlights of the week, three touchdowns, I loved it, always talking shit on him, everybody be talking about him, they always let him bring him down, is he overrated, is he a, is he a franchise quarterback, we'll see how the rest of the season go, but if we make it to the playoffs, my, my answer to that question is yes, I'm all in, don't bet against black, stupids. Josh Jacobs, 88 yards on the ground. Jalen Richard, a rushing touchdown. I'm excited, of course. Tight end Darren Waller, you know, the descendant of Fats Waller, jazz legend, jazz great, working it down the field. Oh, man, it's, the guy is like a boss. The dude is, oh, Darren Waller, 12 receptions, 103 yards. That's how you open up a new stadium. I'm mad there wasn't no fans there. I would have loved, I would have loved to hear people cheering and looking at what is the rest of Drew Brees' career. This is it. This is it. He's losing to the Raiders in Vegas. It's over. It's over for his career. It's over for Tom Brady. I'm telling you, if the if the Steelers don't win the division this year, it's over for Ben Roethlisberger too. I'm tired of that generation of quarter. Y'all need to stay at home. Rivers, stay at home. This is it for y'all. The new the new generation: Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, even Deshaun Watson. They're gonna supersede you. I cannot wait. I'm tired of looking at y'all every Sunday. I'm just gonna be honest. Even Derek, I love you, Derek. Are you a new? The new part of the new generation. I love it. Let's go. Zay Jones and fullback Alec Ingold will also will also got touchdowns as well. Matter of fact, Alec Ingold uh, actually caught the first touchdown ever in the stadium. So let's give him a, a, a game ball for that and a clap. Thank you for christening the new stadium. Winners play in Vegas, baby. Winners play in Vegas. On defense, the Raiders got help from defensive back Damon Arnett. The rookie had seven total tackles. And linebacker Nicholas Morrow had six total tackles and an interception. All right, y'all. So we wrapped up all the action from week two. Like I said, not too much news necessarily, but there are a lot of injuries to go over. Um, for one, the Niners, uh, 
like I said, Sunday, uh, yesterday was a very easy time for them. Actually, it'll be Sunday at this point because uh, by the time you listen, can be listening to this, it's probably Tuesday morning, Tuesday. Uh, so the Giants, they got that easy 31-13 win uh, versus the Jets. But again, they they are still suffering from that injury bug. Uh, defensive ends, Joey Bosa, also Eric Armstead, uh, both injured, both had the same type of injury, which is the ACL. Uh, according uh, to the head coach himself, Kyle Shanahan, uh, it's looking as though it might not be that prognosis uh, for Bosa, and he might actually be able to get back a little bit quicker. Um, I actually, yeah, I think, yeah, I think it was Bosa he was referring to. So he could be back a little bit quicker, uh, but they both could be dealing with ACL injuries. This is also uh, the same ga- same game where Raheem Mostert and uh, Jimmy Garoppolo got injured as well. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, obviously, I don't think it was a serious injury because he was able to come back at some point. Although Nick Mullen, uh, he was, you know, he got some uh, playing time. He didn't do that great, uh, so there is that uh, issue that y'all got to think about too. If he's not going to play, as far as I know, there is some good news for you Niner fans. I don't like to back, you know, trash y'all all day either. You know, this is can't be too biased or um, whatever. I got to be nice. But uh, he will. He, there is a chance that he plays next week. Okay, so that y'all got that. Um, but y'all are dealing with some injuries as well. So, and also not just the Niners, uh, but the Broncos as well. Uh, they recently lost uh, one of their top tacklers, of course, uh, linebacker uh, Von Miller for the whole entire season. I believe that was for ACL. Now they're looking to miss their top receiver, uh, Cortland Sutton, for the for the season as well. So again. Uh, you know, Broncos are out a couple people, couple stars on both levels of their team. Uh, you got the Niners that are missing so many people on the receiving end. They're going to be missing out on Mostert at least for a week. That's what I've been told. Uh, same thing with Bosa uh, and also, uh, like I said, Eric Armstead. Eric Armstead uh, might miss a, a significant chunk of time as well. So you guys got to look out for that. Um, oh, I don't know why I keep saying Solomon Thomas. It was Solomon Thomas. And I wonder, I know why I keep saying that. Because they both went to Oregon. So it was not Eric Armstead. My bad, job. But again, same type of injury, ACL. Uh, again, there, there's a chance Bosa's may not be as serious. Uh, but he's coming back. But for Thomas, he's going to be missing some time. Uh, George Kittle, he missed last week's game as well. Apparently, all these people are dealing with knee injuries. What the fuck? Like, are, is it how they landing? Is it the preparation? Is y'all doing a whole lot of running before the game? I don't know what it is. Y'all needs, this is crazy. I ain't never, especially the Niners, everybody on the Niners team that has something wrong with a knee, ACL, ACL. Like, what is what is the thing with y'all? I, bad luck. Bad luck. Who did y'all piss off? What voodoo witch doctor did y'all piss off? Same thing with the Broncos. How you lose Von Miller and Cortland Sutton? How does that work, bro? In like two or three weeks at a time. Like, that don't even... And Von Miller, the cold part about Von Miller for the Broncos, and I know they sick. Brandon Perner, I'm going to look at me. Look, look, listen. I know you mad, bro. Because Von Miller fuck, got that injury on the last play of practice. Practice. We talking about practice. He didn't even make it to week one. I know you sad. Y'all sad. I'm just blessed that we ain't had well. 
I think we do have a significant injury on the offensive line, that being the Raiders. I got to look into that. That might be one of those, yeah, that might be a, a whole season type of injury as well. I'll look back into that. I, I'll let y'all Raider fans know about that. But um, some other high-profile uh, players that's going to be out for the rest of the year due to injury, running back Saquon Barkley of the Giants, that's it. Uh, we also got safety Derwin James of the Los Angeles Chargers. Get out of here. Sorry. See y'all next year. Um, Bruce Irvin, Seattle Seahawks defensive end. Uh, we also got Malik Hooker of the Indianapolis Colts. I also believe it was uh, Marlon Mack. Yep, same thing. We talked about C.J. Ozoma, Tavon Young. Um, oh, and Anthony Barr out there in Minnesota. So, it's a sad day for injuries. Um, I guess the best thing to say, like I said, in the words of the greased up deaf guy, a family guy, so long. See y'all next year. But anyways, I'm going to take a quick break, and we're going to get into some NBA action. Like I said, we're going to be previewing uh, Game 3 of the NBA, you know, Western Conference Finals. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Lakers, Nuggets. We're going to talk about the first two games as well, what I feel about it and uh, my feelings. And like I said, yes, I was wrong, y'all. I was definitely wrong. I mean, I didn't overlook the Lakers, and I didn't say that, you know, the, you know, the, the Nuggets were going to beat them per se. Yeah, I did. Yes, I did. I'll be back. We'll talk about it. All right. get into it where's some conference finals game two of course uh, like i said we're going to talk a little bit about that first um of course the lakers got the dub in that 105 uh, the 103 last second shot by your boy ad <laughs> oh he's great he challenged and you see i don't see nope i'm not gonna go into the cynic i want to be a cynic right now but i'm not gonna go there i could easily be cynical right now but i'm gonna drop it i'm gonna drop it for another day wait a little bit but yeah but you know like I said Anthony Davis game winning shot 31 points in, in total uh, he's had a really good uh, series so far looks like he uh, you know he's giving Joker uh, all he had all he can I mean all he can handle and even more uh, Jokic is giving it back to him he had 30 points as well uh, nine assists in this one six rebounds in this one uh, so again it's, I mean, this one was a lot closer than the first game. Uh, that one ended what, one twenty, something. Yeah, so like one twenty six to one fourteen. I mean, so it was a lot closer in this one. Uh, the Nuggets did a couple things different, of course. Uh, they, for one, they didn't give up too many turnovers. They didn't have as many turnovers, uh, you know. But again, it just seems like. 
there is some, I mean, especially in the first game, I did see a lot of referee, you know, action. But again, you don't want to blame it all on them. I mean, you know, LeBron is getting it done when it matters. So is KD. I mean, AD, of course, AD hitting that game winner a couple of nights ago. So you can't really fault them for doing stuff like that. Um, as far as, you know, what else, you know, the, the Nuggets got going on. Um, I mean, they had a decent night from Jamal Murray. I mean, they had a good night from Jamal Murray. 25 points, 6 assists. Uh, sorry, 4 rebounds and 6 assists. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. had a decent night. 15 points, 4 rebounds. Uh, you're probably going to need a, a one or two extra people just to kind of chip in and do something uh, for the Nuggets right now. I mean, it looks like, you know, LeBron and and Anthony Davis and their revolving door of whoever just steps up that night or whoever, you know, steps up every couple of nights is doing that for for them. Um, whether it be Rondo one night, um, the other night you had K, uh, KCP and and Danny Green get both getting eleven points, so uh, that does come up crucial. Uh, another knock that I do have uh, with the Nuggets is they only converted eight threes out of thirty four, so. Uh, that became a big chunk of their offense when it wasn't working, and that's what you can obviously tell by the numbers. And, of course, again, this is just, you know, indicative of where we're at right now. I keep saying it. This is a shooting league, and the thing about shooting is that it goes hot and cold. So you'll have a night like this where you just go 8 of 34, and it looks bad, and you lose. Um, despite it being close, yeah, it's a lot closer than the first game, but, again, you, I mean, if you would have made a couple more of those threes, uh, just two more. If you made just two more of those threes, that would have that that would have made a difference in the final score. So again, maybe you uh, again, and that's and that's why personally, I think you need to be able to uh, score in all different ways on the court. You have to be able to get under, under into the paint. You have to be able to attack that um, just as much as you shoot the three. Uh, nobody is Golden State. Nobody is Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. No, I mean, um, I've never seen two guards or two players just so automatic uh, from from a specific spot in the court. I, I mean, maybe with the exception of Michael Jordan, of course, with his uh, his mid range jumpers and stuff like that, he never would miss those. And of course, he could attack the. I mean, but even with him, he could attack the basket as well. So even he had different you know ways in which he could attack the paint. Um, and even you know Steph and Clay, they have you know different you know facets of their arsenal. Of course, they can shoot the three point shot, and that's their bread and butter. But uh, for a team like you know anybody that's not them, that's not just that hot, just not that knock, you know, that's not that consistent from that range or from that area. I don't think I would base my entire approach around not, you know, doing that a lot. I wouldn't, I wouldn't toss up 34, you know, threes if I'm not making a whole lot. I'm not doing that. There has to be something, something else that can help us convert. And, um, another thing that helped out the Lakers as well was, you know, again, they had another game where they out rebounded the, rebounded the Nuggets as well so um, you know and, and that is of course Anthony Davis beating out some of those match matchups of course LeBron can get his you know rebounds as well uh, he had 11 of them so again I mean you have a two great rebounders and um, you know of course they have Kyle Kuzma coming off the bench and knowing what he can do uh, so 
the Lakers, I mean, they they pulled a lot. Of, they pulled a lot of threats here. I mean, and it looks like the Nuggets, uh, they they made it closer in Game Two, but it doesn't necessarily look like they might have all the answers just yet. And it may be a little bit too late automatically. I mean, I don't want to say automatically, but um, with this 2-0 lead right now, it's very, you know, any type of 2-0, 3-0. Once you start getting to 2-0, it's hard. Uh, but we'll see what happens tomorrow. Um, I think in order for them to win, like I said, uh, you're going to definitely need Michael, George, uh, Michael Porter Jr. to step up a little bit. Of course, you're going to have to get Nikola and Jamal, but those that goes without saying. But uh, maybe you might need you might need 15, maybe even 20 points from Gary Harris Jr. if you can get it. Um, somebody else, you know, alongside Michael Porter Jr. is going to have to kind of help out you guys off the bench. And uh, you know, I don't know if outside of mate, like I said, outside of Gary Harris, who's been off and on, who's had his moments. I mean, I don't I don't know who else. You know, you guys can rely upon for that, and it's becoming clear. Um, and that, I mean, and that's been what you know, that has been what you know, that has been the reason the Lakers have gone this far. Um, you'll have nights where LeBron or AD doesn't look, uh, you know, up to par or whatever, but you'll have that crazy performance from Marcus Morris where you'll go four, four for three, or something like that, or you'll have a last second shot by Rondo or something like that. So, um, you've got, I mean, you, I mean, again. The Lakers look pretty deep right now. I will give them that, um, and I will concede that to them. Um, is there still a shot for for the Nuggets? If it is, it's going to have to start by. It's going to have to start tomorrow. They're going to have to pull something out of their ass tomorrow. Um, I don't want to count them out per se, especially with what I saw in Game Two. They made it a lot closer. I think that they can rebound a lot better, um, and actually, you know, like I said try to score like again i know it's hard i guess it might be you know hard in a, in a you know league like like this where we just shoot three pointers but again drive to the paint you know do some pick and rolls you know i you know i saw a little bit every now and again uh take away some of those possessions uh from from ad and from lebron keep the ball out of their hands sometimes and you know maybe you might uh need to have a few possessions where you give it to Jokic or jamal and kind of just say hey do some off the ball. Do some do some shit with the ball. You know, just kind of kill the clock because you don't necessarily want to have those two guys getting you know get so many possessions because you know you know how they how that offense is made up for them. So you know LeBron's gonna keep it. You know, keep it. You know, so we know how. I mean, it's it's an uphill battle for the Nuggets. I will say that I, I still think they have the, the camaraderie and the teamwork amongst them to kind of figure it out. Uh, but it's going to be very difficult. It's going to be very difficult to do so, especially, you know, down 2-0. Uh, but I give them all the best luck in the world. <laughs> all right, y'all, I'm going to call it a wrap for tonight. As far as the rest of the week is concerned, of course, I will be getting ready for week three of the NFL. Uh, so that means wrapping up week two by giving out some player and team awards. Uh, talking, well, you know, and, and previewing uh, Thursday night's matchup. Uh, we'll have that ready for you guys. I'm also working on my verses. Uh, my, I'm still working on my verses between the Godfather and the Mafia series. I wanted to put it out last week, but I got caught up with playing Mafia 2 again. Sorry. Uh, but I, I mean, and since that game in particular, and you know, both the Godfather games meant a lot to me. 
Um, I'm kind of, you know, taking my time, a little bit more time with this one just to make sure I've covered all the bases that I feel like I need to hit to fully give you guys a good a good experience, I guess, for lack of a better word. So I'm still working on that. Uh, like I said, I'll be having some um, some NFL news for you guys or updates later later on for you guys this week. Of course, we got the playoffs going on, so the NBA playoffs going on. So let's not forget about that. And of course, this is a new week, so it's time to go over the MLB as well. Let's take a look at the standings later on this week. In a couple days, I'll be doing that. And then, of course, I wanted to go over some uh, college football. Uh, we are about three weeks in the season officially, so we can take a, a decent look at the rankings right now, uh, at least the AP rankings, kind of look at everybody, see how they got there, and uh, we'll talk about that. So we'll talk about the, uh, the college football top 25 and stuff like that. So prepare for that. It's going to be a busy week, you guys. Yeah, bear with me. <laughs> I'll be, but I'll be working. So don't worry. I'll be uh, coming out with some new content soon. All right, y'all. If anybody has, hasn't told you yet, I love you. Uh, peace out. One love. And I'll let you guys later. Good night.